We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. Um, and we have a 14 baseball game slate today. I'm joined by my buddy Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Baseball's still on. I thought I thought once football starts, like baseball just they just shut off. Like I'm, I'm not used to, like okay, I've just been analyzing like snap counts from this past weekend, and then it's like oh now I need to see uh, I need to see if it's worth to pay worth 7900 to play Zach Eflin. Like that that doesn't seem appealing. <laughs> um yeah I, I spend a lot of um monday and tuesday looking at snap counts too so i think that's funny that you said that um i don't i don't know how much you dig into football during the week but um i like i set myself like each day i set myself aside something to you know catch up on on the week before while trying to as i'm writing baseball articles watch football games from the weekend before <laughs> so. oh you're you're a team watch the tape guy I am. I like watching the games. I like going. I watch the games as I'm watching them, <laughs> but I, I like to go back and you know you just catch stuff sometimes. Like that's all. I don't know what I'm looking at. I, I pretty much look at the like the next gen data or or that type of PFF stuff. And I'm like, ah, anything that would be standing out will probably be in the stats anyway. And if I happen to miss something in a whatever, it's, it's most of the type of stuff of watching the game to me is like, did was it a busted coverage on that 80-yard pass? And that's what like really gave that guy that stats. And it wasn't like skill. Like that's really what I'm looking for. But a lot of times you can see that in the stats anyway. Yes. Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, what's you have to watch out? the whole game for that? Even the, you, watch you even it? watch the commercials? Do you make oh, it a whole series? Oh, gosh, no. You you never heard of NFL Rewind? Like you oh, I out? watched the Red Zone. That, the, those are the only plays that score points, so that's all I care about. No, Darren, like when you go back, like NFL Rewind, you just go back and you all, all you do is watch the plays. You don't watch in-between plays. You don't watch timeouts. Like you watch a whole – Why can't they game. just make the game normally like that? All right. So, yeah, that's how I go back and watch games. But, yes, we do have a 14-game slate. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's an interesting one because we don't have a ton of pitching options on the slate. Interesting. I love the way you had to, like, think of a word for this. Because I did a little research before on this slate, and I'm like, like every pitcher is a vomit pitcher. So, like, you're not going to be able to make fun of me, Stevie, for some of these pitchers that you may have to play today. Not going to make fun of you. How? When do I ever make fun of you? I don't think I ever make fun of you. Well, I sometimes always... you pause, and I, I mention, you know, okay, going to make fun of you. 4,400 today. He may be an option, and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um. You know, remembrance to September 11th um, for all those people each and every time September 11th comes up. I always think about being in my middle school class, history class, when all that stuff happened. And, um, you know, just remembrance to that. Let's jump into this slate. 
Atlanta at Philadelphia. We got Dallas Keuchel and Zach Eflin. This is one of the games we're going to have to see what Roth has to say as far as the weather goes. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? I mean, for the context of the slate, I mean, I think 9500 seems expensive, but for the context, I think he's efficiently priced. It's not someone I'm going to go out of the way wanting to roster in Philadelphia against the Phillies, especially with the Phillies' bats prices. But, uh, you know, you're not crazy. For, you'll, you'll see once we get down to some of these pitchers where it's like, where am I paying? And there's like one guy maybe I want to pay up for, and it's not going to be Dallas Keuchel. But if you didn't, if you wanted to go mid-range, because this is a core slate, if you wanted to get a little bit cheap at SP1 and go slightly down and get Keuchel, it's not the worst play in the world. All about the bats today for me. Um, so I don't think I end up playing Keuchel at 9,500. And, you know, when we look at Dallas Keuchel in this matchup, it's the same hesitant that I had, you know, when I was talking about Max Freed yesterday. Philly has five really good bats against left-handed pitching, and they're all the top of the order. Keuchel, not a heavy strikeout guy against righties, and there should only be two lefties in here. So probably not going to play Keuchel today. Um, and then Zach Eflin on the other side of this game. Eflin's, you know, he's a very good – or he's okay against righties and struggles against lefties. He's 7,900. Do you have any interest in him? Not at that price. I, I mean, we're going to see a lot of these mid-range pitchers I don't think are good enough that they're worth – like, I need to get them in. I'd rather just go all the way down and hold my nose and, and then, then play Zach Eflin at 7,900. Yeah, I, I, the Braves are so good. I just don't see myself, and you know, especially they should be able to roll out like five lefties here. So probably going to pass on Eflin. Uh, Braves kind of let me down yesterday. I was really high on the Braves. Um, any interest here in Atlanta? At these prices, probably not. I mean, I think that, I mean they're more expensive than the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have a seven point six implied run total. So I mean, yeah, they'll be lower owned because of that. So like, I wouldn't call you crazy for playing, you know, some of these lefties, Freeman, even Joyce or McCann. I mean, obviously, Acuna is on a 40-40 run, so you're never crazy for playing him. But the only reason I'd play the Braves on this slate is ownership reasons, but I think they're overpriced in context with other bats on the slate. Yeah, like if you're going to play Atlanta, I think you take three of the top four price guys and then you play a McCann and a Joyce to get the two cheaper guys. I don't. I think that's how you'd have to stack them in this spot. So I would probably leave Donaldson out just because third base is usually a pretty strong position. Um, I, I like the Acuna, Freeman, Albies if I'm going up towards the top. Um, and then as far as Philly goes here, I don't ever hate like Kingery um, or Segura or Hoskins as one-offs, but I probably don't stack them against Keuchel. He just generates too many ground balls. Right, but I mean, they're affordable as a stack. I mean, you could get a Philadelphia stack of five men for 21K. I mean, I don't think they're the most appealing stack at a 4.7 implied run total, but like affordability-wise, like no one's more expensive than Harper at 4,600, and I don't think anyone would even play him in the stack anyway against Keuchel, but I mean, for these prices, it's not horrible. Dodgers in Baltimore Orioles. Um, it's going to be kind of a pitchy pitcher-by-committee thing for the Dodgers today. Stripling is supposed to start, and then – Dustin May is going to get some work after that, but we don't know how many pitches either one of these guys are going to throw. Um, it really hasn't been talked about. And then John Means on the Baltimore side, do you attack this Dodger situation at all? Uh, well, I don't mean I don't want to pay eighty six hundred for John Means, but didn't the Dodgers just clinch like the NL West? They did. This could so this could quite, be a very watered down lineup. Right. This could be a lineup that doesn't include Bellinger or like these. These, these, I, I actually would rather see more l or bad lefties in their lineup. But I mean, like David Freese is fifty three hundred. Like I'm, I'm not even. I don't even want to play the bats, even if it is a watered down lineup for the Dodgers. And but I also don't. If Means was like seven K here, I'd consider it. But even with the watered down LA lineup, it seems like I'm. If they have one, it seems like I'm paying too much for John Means to begin with. Regardless. Yeah, this could be a day that like. Bellinger, Peterson, Seager, um, all these guys, these top-end guys. Turner, who's banged up. Like, just everybody's getting a day off today, and we're playing all the young guys. Like, that could easily be what we're looking at here for a Dodgers lineup. So, 
I don't want to endorse means until I see the lineup, but you're going to have to pay attention because if the Dodgers run out this weird looking lineup where BD's in there and some of these other lefties, like then yeah, sure, let's let's take a shot on John Means. Um, the Dodgers. I just are don't think many of their young, many of those guys are lefties. I mean, other than BD, I mean, who else? You're going to get what? Jed Jorko, Chris well, Taylor. I mean, Will Smith. Rios these are all righties. Rios is a lefty. Um, okay, there's two. Lux is a lefty. Okay, there's three. Okay, they got some. You're right. It's 40-man rosters. You never know. Yeah, honestly, it really just depends on what the lineup looks like. And, you know, Smith has caught the last couple of games, so maybe Barnes is, um, or Martin's in there. Like, that's an upgrade. Like, you just – you're going to have to look and see what this lineup looks like um, when you're looking at John Means today. If they roll out their normal Dodgers lineup, probably not going to play him. But, like, Jed Jerko's probably going to be in there. Like, you know, some of these guys that – don't really scare you, right? But on the on the Orioles side, I'm not. I mean, Rush Dripling, if he starts, and then May, like these aren't guys that I'm looking to attack. I can't play the pitchers because they're not going to pitch long enough. And the Orioles' price is really, I mean, I mean, you could always play, I guess, Renato Nunez or Mancini. But I mean, the, the Mancini's forty seven hundred. VR and Santander, they're forty. I mean, you could play Cardinals bats for these prices. So. And even may, the bullpen game is actually probably worse because they're only going to get to see the pitchers maybe once, maybe twice. So, to me, the Orioles are just the stay away. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I don't, you know, I don't really want to play Baltimore here. And as far as the Dodgers go, if they do roll out that, like, really watered-down lineup, they're all really cheap. So, maybe a little interest there, but probably not going to go there on a 14-game slate. Boston at Toronto, we got um, a mix of options here, but it, it sounds like it's going to be Robert Pointer um, opening and then Mike Schwarren, Schwarren, I think is how we said it, um, coming in after that, and he's not been great in the small sample, and he's probably not going to pitch much because he just threw a couple days ago. So it's it's a bullpen game for Boston, and do you have any interest here in Trent Thornton against um, the Red Sox? Not at seventy one hundred. I'm going to say the same thing. These mid range pitchers, like yes, yeah, six K, sure, maybe I take a shot, but I'm not going to pay the premium. The Red Sox have a five point five implied run total. Uh, I mean, yeah, Trent Thornton could go, has has strikeout potential, sure, but I'd, I'd much rather I'd much rather still rather go all the way down than play play, play him at seventy one hundred. This is my, as far as the bats go, it's my favorite pivot off of course. I think it would be a lot of people's favorite pivot, but um, let's talk Red Sox bats. What do we like here against Thornton? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about your favorite pivot because it's really on the other side of the game. Uh, I do. I, you already know that I like the Blue Jays. Well, I mean, I, I liked it before you said you liked it, so we're both on the same page there. But, yeah, the Red Sox you could always play against Thornton. You could if Ben Attendee's up top, if he's leading off maybe. Uh, you could play. I mean, anyone's in play here. Sam Travis, he's in the lineup. You don't know who. You know, you know how how the Red Sox are going to run out. I mean, I can I can never fault you for playing Raphael Devers against Thornton as a lefty, but he's fifty one hundred. So like, you're paying cores ish level pricing for the Red Sox, and they're the Red Sox, so they can put up a lot of runs. Just understand that uh, you know, based on the ownership. Uh, it could be a good pivot, but I, I still, I still much. I like the other side. Yeah, it was good to see Ben Attendee steal a bag on Tuesday. Like that's telling me a little bit um, as far as we might be looking at him be a little bit healthier. Um, so, like I, I like that that we saw him um, steal a bag. I think that's good for his upside, and he's still pretty cheap. So, um, and, and then as far as the Blue Jays go. The Red Sox bullpen's been terrible. Um, both of these guys, Pointer is not a good lefty, and then Schwiner, Schwaner, um, that Schwarren, 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 That's gonna be the uh, rest of the podcast. Just us for uh, ten minutes trying to pronounce his name. Yeah, so Schwarren is how they have it um, on the website. So we'll go with that. Um, he's not been good from what we've seen so far from him. Um, he's allowed 14 earned runs in 15 and a third innings. Um, he's allowed four home runs. He walks people, has a little bit of K stuff. 
don't really expect him to go deep either. Like he's a bullpen guy that just threw uh, three days ago. So like you're going to get the Boston bullpen. So I think all these Toronto bats are very appealing here. It's a vomit stack. It's like you could stack them up for under 20 K. Boba Shed on DraftKings is the most expensive bat at 4,900. But without him, I mean, he got Biggio, Tellis. I don't, I don't care that like if Pointer's a lefty and he's going to come out and pitch two winnings, I don't really care about platoon splits or anything. They're going to see a whole bunch of guys. So, like, you, you could play intelligent smoke. They're, they're, uh, Guerrero, Grichuk, Teoscar. You're throwing whoever's catching. I mean, you could get a stack for under 20K. They have a 4.6 implied run total against the Boston bullpen. This seems like this seems like the type of stack where you could stack five guys and then play three from cores, play two mid-range pitchers that you, you, you don't – they're not going to be good, but, I mean, it's still better than nothing. And you could win a GPP with that. Yep. Brewers and Marlins. We got Zach Davies against Pablo Lopez. Um, any interest here in Zach Davies? That's well, my favorite guy. You know me. I don't care what Big T says. Zach Davis is facing uh, facing the Marlins, and uh, he's 6,700 on a slate where everyone seems way too expensive, which includes Zach Davis because he probably should be 5,800. But in comparison – at least he's facing the Marlins, and the Marlins have a 3.9 implied run total. Zach Davis probably won't get many strikeouts, but uh, can he pitch five innings and give up, what, a one, a run, three strikeouts? Can he get me 15 points with the win? Uh, possibly. So uh, I think if you're paying down uh, at SP2 at least, I mean, hey, some of my lineups, Zach Davis may be the SP1 in the lineup uh, on this type of slate. Uh, I don't think it's a bad play at all. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll play just about anybody against the Marlins at this point, and he's cheap. So, uh, Pablo Lopez on the other side of this game, Moustakis expected back in the lineup. Christian Yelich, hate to see it, um, out for the season, fouled a ball off his knee, and it, yeah, um, brutal, brutal injury there for him. So, he's going to be out. So, this lineup, you know, getting Moustakis back, but not the strongest lineup in the world. Like, this lineup has taken a lot of hits recently. And when we look at up and down this lineup, it's not that, like, scary Brewers lineup that we've talked about most of the season. No, but, I mean, but Pablo Lopez at 8,400, I mean, that seems overpriced as well. So, like, I still think Zach Davis on the other side is – he's a worse talented pitcher. But I think that, that the Brewers still give him – give Lopez enough trouble. I mean, with Grandal, Moustakas, Thames, Braun, Kane – They'll put the ball in play. So I don't know what Pablo Lopez's, like, ceiling is. You have Shaw's in the lineup, then he has a ceiling. Because Shaw will probably strike out four times. So if he's in the lineup, maybe maybe you can play Lopez. But for the most part, like, he's viable at 8400 but it's not a price I really want to pay for him. Yeah, I think he's in play. Um Like, I could see myself using both pitchers from this game in a lineup. Like, just hoping that it's low scoring – um, I actually kind of, I kind of like Pablo Lopez here. He, he's kind of interesting depending on what the lineup looks like. I, I give him a huge bump if Mustakas doesn't come back with the wrist injury and he's out another day. Maybe they don't rush him back now with the Yelich injury. So if that happens, huge bump for me for Lopez. Um, as far as the Brewers bats go, maybe Grandal's out of the lineup too. Maybe they give Grandal a day off, like. Maybe they just punt this game. Like, you'll have to pay attention to what this Brewers lineup looks like. Well, it also depends on, like, it also depends on the batting order. Like, I wouldn't mind, like, Herdin Perez batting second or something. Like, Grissom is at a price now with 3,800 on DraftKings, where he's no longer, like, like cheap. Like, he's okay. Like, there's nothing special about it. He's efficiently priced. He's really not much better than a $3,800 hitter. So, like, I'd be interested possibly in Moustakas if he was back. But, like, do I really – on a 14-game slate, the Brewers have a 4.7 implied run total in Miami. I'm not rushing to play these bats at 4K to 4.5K. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Grandal really hasn't had a day off in about seven games or seven days. So, maybe this is the spot. They're like, hey, Moose, take one extra day. Um, but, yeah – if Moustakis is back in the lineup, I probably won't play him. Wrist injuries, I like to take the wait-and-see approach. Um, I hate wrist injuries when it comes to baseball. Nothing really standing out to me here. Like you said, Gresham's price is up. Um, 
Thames has been cheap on Fandle. He's um, twenty seven hundred over there. I think he's very playable uh, over there at twenty seven hundred. And then as far as the Miami bats go, no. If Zach, hey hey hey, hold on. If okay. Zach Davis ends up being like mega chalk for no apparent reason or something, like thirty five percent on a four game five fourteen game slate, there you go. You could play the Marlins, but outside of that, you're absolutely right. I'm just, I'm just yesterday. putting, I'm putting the condition in. If somehow projection systems and the whole world goes, well, I guess with all this crappy pitching, I might as well play the pitcher against the Marlins. And he's and Jamino's hamster wheel comes out. It spins thirty eight percent. Like you're never nuts playing a stack against. He isn't good. I said that yesterday with Chase Anderson too. Like Chase Anderson, super popular and didn't throw too deep into the game. Didn't work either way. The stack didn't work, and, you know, Anderson didn't work. So, um, Arizona at New York taking on the Mets. Eight total. Robbie Ray, Steven Matz, pick em game. This is another potential weather game, and the wind could be a factor here. Um, any interest here in Robbie Ray? I mean, he has strikeout upside, but at 11K against the Mets, the Mets are actually a very good hitting team now. I mean, it depends on their lineup. Like, I mean, yes, he could strike out the lefties like McNeil and Conforto or whatever, but, like, the Mets are hitting well enough that I'm not specifically looking to target them. Uh, and Ray walks too many guys that, for GPP, sure, but he's 11K on DraftKings. And, like, I'd much rather play Sonny Gray for slightly cheaper than play Ray against the Mets. 100% agree. I'd much rather play Sonny Gray than Robbie Ray today. Some discount potential weather, potential wind. Like, it just screams, stay away from me. Um, he always has upside. He can go out and dominate any matchup. Don't get me wrong. And then Steven Matz on the other side of this game. Arizona's good against left-handed pitching. I've been saying it all year. They have, like, six or seven really good guys from the right side of the plate. I think this is an excellent spot to stay away from Matz. And if this was in a better ballpark, I think Arizona would be a top stack on the slate. Oh, we're both on the same page again. Oh, isn't it nice, Stevie? We both agree. I think Matt's originally, you look at based on the uh, just a raw talent on the pitching in these price ranges, and you go, Matt's at 8500 ain't bad compared to what else I could pay for that price or around Zach Eflin, you know, those type of guys. But then you take a look at the Diamondbacks. I know they only have a four implied run total in this game, but like, they have an under 20% strikeout rate to lefties and over 200 ISO as a team. Like, when we think think of in terms, just for the people listening at home, if I said that there was a lefty pitching against the Yankees, you would go, oh, there's no way I play that guy. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks are better hitting lefties than the Yankees. So we're used to them in, like, Diamond playing in Arizona or whatever. So, like – this lineup with Marte, Escobar, Walker, Flores, Jones, Ahmed, Kelly, you don't realize that they actually are a power-hitting team. They just tend to play in ballparks that aren't very conducive to power. So, like, I hope Matt's is popular because uh, this Diamondback stack outside of Marte, like, you could get for a fairly good price. Yeah, not a great ballpark, but if the wind's blowing out to left center at 10 to 15 miles an hour, which, which is projected for right now, like, that helps all the righties. Like, that's the direction, the win that you want as a right-handed hitter. So, Kelly's 3,600. Nick Ahmed's 3,600. Adam Jones is 3,600. Um, Walker's 3,900. If Kevin Crone is in there, the dude had 38 home runs in AAA this season. He's 4K. Like, bunch of power here, and they're all outside of Marte and Escobar cheap. Right, and don't forget about Wilmer Flores, right? He's supposedly hashtag lefty masher. So, like, I don't care about this, but, like, if you're going to judge your lineups based on, like, run totals, that's what everyone else does. People are going to look at, at Matt's. They're going to look at a four-applied run total, and maybe we get Matt's at 18 to 20% owned on a 14-game slate. That makes it better to play the Diamondbacks. That's why I, prefer, I would rather Matt's be higher owned. I don't want Matt's to be 8% owned as well as the Diamondbacks be low owned. I want people to go to Matt's. They might today. There's just not a ton of options. Right, well, because he looks – his name looks better than anyone else in that range. Um, Mets, Bats, anything standing out to you here? 
on a 14-game slate, I'm not going to attack Robbie Ray, but I mean, I wouldn't call you nuts by playing any of the righties. Yeah, Pete Alonzo always in play. Um, I, I mention him every day, but you know he's always a guy that I like. Ahmed Rosario is cheap as a potential like punt shortstop um, one one off type play if you're if you're needing a shortstop on the back end of a stack. He's thirty six hundred. He he should bat lead off and he's been very good against lefties. And then J D Davis is cheap, so any of those guys is fine. Wouldn't stack them. Washington at Minnesota. We got Steven Strasburg against Martin Perez. Ten total. Looking at the weather the night before, this game's going to get canceled. But let's break it down anyway. Let's see what Roth has to say. But there's 80% chance of rain from first pitch till 2 a.m. So um, any interest here in Strasburg if the weather is okay? He's 11.4K, and he's facing one of the best offenses in all of baseball. No way. The only way that I have interest here in Strasburg is Cruz is banged up right now. Kepler is banged up right now. If both of those guys are in the lineup and this lineup comes out a little watered down and there's not going to be weather, maybe you take a shot on Steven Strasburg if it's not the full healthy. Like, if Wade is in there and guys like that, like, then I have some interest. But they would have to be missing a lot of their key pieces here. Right, and I think the same thing with Martin Perez. I mean, I, I don't think Martin Perez is a good pitcher anyway. But for 7,600 in the context of the slate, he's not half bad if he wasn't facing the Nationals. So I take a look. And if this game were to play, like, I don't, I would avoid, I mean, to me, I'd almost rather this game play because I don't think I'm interested in either pitcher, nor do I want to play bats. Like, the Nationals' bats, I think, are overpriced in this matchup anyway. So I would rather the game play. So some ownership gets there, and I just bait it regardless. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I, I kind of want this game to play too. Nothing really – like, I, I like bats here, but the pricing on the, all, all the sites, like even on like Yahoo and stuff where Washington's a team that usually is underpriced on Yahoo, but not today. Like, all these guys, they make they're, – they're a very good contact team against left-handed pitching, which sets them up really good for against Perez, but they're priced like it, like – you can't even like play like an Anthony Rendon as a one-off because he's so close to, you know, Arenado and guys like that in course. Right. I mean, I could see maybe like a Ryan Zimmerman, thirty-nine hundred. You could you could do it if this game does play. And then the Twins bats are all like priced down because they're facing Strasburg, but it's a fourteen-game slate, and like I'm not looking to attack Steven Strasburg even if I don't want to play him. Tampa at Texas, Andrew Kittridge, and then Pruitt supposed to come in after that, and then Ariel Gerardo on the other side of this game. Um, any interest here in Pruitt at 7,700? The, 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 the price. It's just it's insane because Kittridge could easily pitch three innings here. Yep. Like, we've seen this. We don't know what the Rays are going to do. So Pruitt could come out in the second inning and pitch seven innings. He could also pitch two innings. I mean, we don't know. What's going on? I'd I'd much rather play a, a pitcher that's actually starting, starting, than play either of these guys. And then Urado on the other side, it's Texas, and Urado's horrible. But I he's a hold your nose pitcher if you want. If he was like five K, maybe six K. There's some other guys that I'd rather just take shots on here. Not in Texas. Not with it being super hot and. Um, Pruitt, he's only thrown over 85 pitches one time at his last 10 appearances. He's been throwing right around 70 to 80, throwing about five innings his last few times out. Um, probably going to stay away from both these guys. And as far as the Tampa bats go, um, don't hate Tampa here, but price wise, like nothing like standing out too, too much here. Like Joey Wendell, I played him on, I played him on Tuesday. He's cheap. I don't hate him as a one-off. Right, and, and you don't never really have to worry that much about platoon splits against Urado. He gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate. It's just more the fact of, like, if you stack the Rays, you probably want to do it with at least Fam or Meadows, but they're both over 5K. So, like, this stack cost is going to end up being 22K. And, yes, the Rays are getting a ballpark upgrade in this spot, but is it really the best place to allocate your salary? I'm not sure. So I wonder if there's a reason that they have Brandon McKay at first base on DraftKings. Like, is that just an oversight, or is he? Well, look a guy at the that... pitching prices. It seems like everything's an oversight on this slate. 
I'm just curious. Is he a guy that like hits? I don't know. No, I have to look into that. Um, any Texas bats here? Well, Texas bats uh, seem pretty, you know, reasonably priced. I think you can play one ops. I'm not necessarily sure I want to stack against the Rays bullpen, but I mean that they're all affordable in Texas. You could play any. I mean, Chu, Andrews, Calhoun, Solak, Odor, Santana, like basically the top six. Uh, I mean, but I'm not thrilled with their strikeout rates. I'm not thrilled to stacking five of them. Yeah, I don't hate Willie Calhoun. I don't hate Solak, but just nothing really jumping off the page. Um, maybe a few Tampa bats, but yeah. Cleveland at LA taking on the Angels. Um, <laughs> your boy, Adam Plutko, against uh, Dylan Peters. This is a barn burner right here. Um, any interest in Adam Plutko? But you should know the answer to that question. He's 8,800. It, now, if you would have told me he was 5K in this matchup, I'd break my thing of like, okay, I'm just going to buy into the voodoo magic. But at 8,800, you got to be kidding me. Nuts. Yeah, the, the price. <laughs> Side Plutko, 8,800. Um, against the Angels, too. Like, I, I know Trout's banged up, but still. Um any interest here in Peters? Not against the Indians. I know he's 5,600, but the Indians are not an offense I typically look to attack with a pitcher that has uh, has walk and fly ball issues. Yeah, and uh, honestly, they just don't strike out that much. Um, Cleveland Bats, anything kind of standing out? Well, they're cheap. I mean, outside of Lindor, I mean, you could get – Yeah, I mean, you could make this stack work for 21K if you want. I mean, maybe the bottom of the lineup, not so much. But the problem is, is that you have, like, four outfielders. It's very hard to make this stack without playing at, at Lindor, Santana, and, and Roberto Perez. And then you just pick two of the outfielders. But I don't think that that's bad. Or you could go, since they're on the road, I don't mind going all the way down and playing, like, Yu Chang at 3,200 if he's in the lineup. So I think uh, against Dylan Peters, I think actually this probably is a ballpark upgrade slightly for the Indians. Uh, like I think th- based on these prices, I think guys like Puig and Reyes and Mercado or something may be a little popular because you, you, you fit two pitchers and then you get some cores bats and you get some, pa- some cheap power here. Uh, but, uh, t- ownership aside, I mean, the Indians, I think are a pretty good stack on this slate. Yeah. And like, this is a, a five o'clock game, um, out there on the West coast. So like, this is not your typical seven, seven o'clock start time out there. So, um, should be, you know, nice and nice and toasty, nice and nice weather. Um, so I like the Indians. The only problem that I have with the Indians and I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. I want to play three outfielders here, unfortunately. And that's just, and if I do it, I'm I'm fine with that. But they'd have to be on the back end of another stack where I'm using a lot of infielders, um, like the Braves or the Dodgers or something, um, is what I typically find sometimes. Um, as far as the Angels go here, it's not a bad matchup against Plutko. Um, I don't hate Otani, maybe Godwin or Goodwin if um, Trout's not back in there. Trout. Uh, not Trout, um, Upton. I wanted, I wanted to take some shots against Plutko just because he owes me a ton of money, so I got to take some shots. That's what I'm doing. I don't care who's. I don't care who the Angels run out. I'm going to burn 10% of my lineups and lose like I always do stacking against Plutko, and I'm just going to keep on doing it until, until I get there. I thought we were going to get paid back last time out against um, Minnesota, and that just didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, how does he not get burned by Minnesota? This guy is insane. Just to put it, I don't know if you listen to the morning grind for the past three months. This guy, the difference between his 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 actual stats and his advanced stats is like one of the greatest disparities in all of baseball. It makes Jason Vargas look like Cy Young. I mean, like that's how like we always talk about John Means, another one where his Sierra is like more than two runs over his ERA. Flutko is that guy. He is a he is like a fifty four percent fly ball rate with like a five plus Sierra and a five plus X fit. And he goes up against teams like the twins and the twins hit 394 foot shots that get caught and have hard hit rates of 42% plus. And Plutko ends up with like any, and since he throws the ball over the plate, 
he goes deep into games. So he's like seven innings, three strikeouts, and like four hits and one run. And you're like, how did he do it again? How did he do it? <laughs> um, I know you schedule me. You must schedule me for all the Plitko slates. You must look ahead. Yeah, I do look ahead. I don't look at the pitchers, but I look ahead. Um, Kansas City at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Glenn Sparkman against Renardo Lopez. Lopez, a 162 favorite in this 10.5 total. Going to have to see what Roth has to say about this one. This one is another one that has potential weather. Um, Sparkman's 4,400, and he, he could throw 100 pitches. There you go. You sold me. I'm sold. It's up against the White Sox, and the White Sox have like a what, 24-plus percent strikeout rate, this lineup? I mean, I know they have power, and I know Glenn Sparkman just, like, gives up a ton of hard contact. But on a slate where there's, like, Pablo Lopez is 8,400. Glenn Sparkman is, like, half the price of that. And, like, like what am I really expecting out of Pablo Lopez? That, like, Glenn Sparkman, I, I hope you get double digits or you don't kill me. Uh, I'd re- I know the White Sox have a 5.6 implied run total, but we rarely ever see that from the White Sox. So, And I don't want to play the White Sox bats because their prices are – pretty expensive for who they are so i just it's one of those hold your nose and i hope for that glenn sparkman 48 point game like he did earlier in the season yeah um 25.8 percent k rate on the season for the white Sox projected starting lineup um everybody in this lineup has a strikeout rate over 21 and a half percent against right-handed pitching so even sparkman who doesn't really strike anybody out this white Sox team they just strike out a very high clip so Interest in Sparkman is there just because of price and slates. Um, and then on the other side of this game, Renato Lopez, I'd have some interest in Renato Lopez if he wasn't 9,800. Uh, like, he, he's coming <laughs> off of a really good game uh, against Cleveland, and, you know, he's had some good games recently. But 9,800, where the guy was 5,700 in his last start and hasn't been over 8K in his last 10 starts, like, I just don't understand the pricing on him. What what happened is like the, did the Fed raise interest rates? What's going on with the pitching pricing? I was like, okay, this seems like a good matchup. Like I'm scrolling through who's the starters without seeing what the prices are, and it's like, okay, Ronaldo Lopez maybe chalk at like seventy seven hundred, and I'm like ninety eight hundred. What are you? What's going on here? It is a good matchup, and yes, you're. I think he has a ceiling for that price. It's just that everything has to go perfect. I think I'm more likely. I just wish he was cheaper because I'd be more likely to stack the Royals against a chalky Lopez, but no one's playing him at 9,800. But I don't mind the matchup for the Royals because other than the bottom of the lineup, Ronaldo Lopez could still give up three home runs in this game. Yep. There's plenty of power in this lineup too. Um, you know, with Dozier, Solaire, you know, we saw Alex Gordon hit a home run yesterday. Owen Hearn hit a home run. Um, Mick Broom, my boy, hopefully he's in the lineup today. He's really cheap. But don't mind taking some shots on the power bats here. I probably wouldn't five-man them, but I don't mind, you know, one, two um, type stacks. And McBroom, they raised his price, which is kind of disappointing, but I'm glad he's not, like, free. But he's 3K. That's pretty much free. He was 2K yesterday. He was free. He didn't, he didn't crack the lineup, though. We didn't even get to take advantage of it. Hey, he's, still, he's still 50% more expensive than Lewis Brinson. <laughs> Oh, love me some Lewis Brinson. Uh, any interest in the Royals, and then you can go over to the White Sox if you want. Well, I agree with you with the Royals. You play the power bats, maybe not as a five-man stack. And then the, the White Sox, it's like I, the, all their best bats are almost 5K, and like I'd rather play other bats on this slate. I could see getting away with like a Wellington Castillo if he's in the lineup at 3,400 a catcher, or playing Eloy Jimenez at 4,000 and the outfield is a one-off. Even a Danny Mendick if you want at 3,300. It's just that. I don't think the White Sox are that great of a team, and I'm not willing to pay a premium for them. Yeah. Um, nothing really standing out. Like, Matt Skoll, you know, he's he's running out of time. Like, he's about to enter the offseason as a free agent. Um, kind of some narrative there. He's 3K. I don't hate it. What, just but, the desperation narrative? I mean, he's better got to do something. You got to do something if you want to contract somewhere. Like, I'm just saying. Like, you're getting playing time at the major league level if you're not performing. Who's going to pick you up? Like, only a matter of time. But, yeah, Eloy, he's 4K. He has power upside. I don't hate it. But 
Moving on, Oakland at Houston. Brett Anderson against um, your Kaidi. It was supposed to be James, and they used so much of the bullpen that your Kaidi is supposed to start in this game now instead. Um, any interest here in Brett Anderson? <laughs> against the Astros? I'd rather play Glenn Sparkman twice. <laughs> Listen, I just got to ask the hard-hitting questions, you know. Um, well, it's not that hard. It's, it's hitting, but it's hitting for the Astros. <laughs> uh, any interest here in Jose Urquidy at 7K? Probably not going to throw over 90 pitches. If he was cheaper, sure. But if he's not going to throw that many pitches, I can't pay 7K for it. Yeah, um, it's just it's the it's the pitch count thing that has me a little messed up here. But I think he's okay just because the slate stinks. Um, but <laughs> I'm not like endorsing it by any means. Um, Oakland bats anything here? Like they they got to Miley a lot. That's why like this bullpen got ate up yesterday. Well, Miley finally saw his regression the past two starts. Maybe Plut, maybe it's time for Plutko. That's the precursor to Plutko. Maybe it is. But, I mean, the, the bats here in this game, I mean, if you're going to stack the A's, you probably want to do it with, like, a Semi and Chapman, Olsen, and they're all, like, 45, 5,000, 4,900. I think you could always take one-offs uh, from, the, from the A's and not, not, not be a problem. Try, you know, just sink, sinking more money into Chris Davis, it'd be like, at 3,600. Seth Brown, 3,800. I mean, I mean, I I just don't like it as a stack. I think power one-offs would be fine. Chris Davis got a home run yesterday. Um, big things, doing big things. Um, That's what two of the past two and a half months. <laughs> I think Houston would be uh, pretty popular here. It's a bad lefty. They're a team that crushes left-handed pitching. They have a bunch of righties uh, that they should be able to go pretty right-handed heavy here. Uh, what are you doing with Houston with all these other spots on the slate? No, I think if you're going to pivot off of cores, this is going to be the place to do it. The Astros have put up like 7 million runs the past week, uh, and they've also given up 7 million runs the past week. Uh, so, yeah, and, and I think people will be afraid to play the lefty-lefty matchups, but Brett Anderson is not a strikeout pitcher, so I don't even care. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to stack this up even with Brantley and Alvarez. I don't care. Reddick, I don't care. I, side of the plate doesn't matter to me. Uh, just a matter of, you know, ownership-wise, I think you're going to get lower ownership on the Astros, but not, like, low-low because they're comparable to Coors pricing. But if you're going to fade Coors, I think this is one of the top places to go. All right, fair enough. Um, St. Louis at Colorado, Dakota Hudson against Antonio Sensatella. Do you have any interest in the pitchers here in a 13-and-a-half total? The only question I have is why is Dakota Hudson eighty two hundred in court? Like, <laughs> why is so many pitchers? Why why is so many pitchers the pricing they are today? Like, right? But I mean, like, it. I wouldn't play Dakota Hudson in cores at sixty two hundred, let alone eighty two hundred. And Antonio Zenzatella, like, I don't even. If you told me he was Lewis Brinson's price, I may not play a pitcher at twenty one hundred. So, like, no, this is this is not the game to go to for pitching, which should be obvious to most people. Yeah, we just gotta we gotta fill everybody in just in case they don't know. Um, I mean, it's September. What? It's mid September. They don't know the cores with uh, with uh, what? What? It's almost a fourteen total. It's probably not the place to go for pitching. Listen, I'm the man. Of, I'm a man of the people. All right, I'm just I'm trying to help. You out never know people. when someone new subscribes. I get it. That's right. You never know. They might not know that. This may be their is... first day at DFS, and they're ready to stack against Plutko and lose. So they'll get the lesson. <laughs> Plutko. Oh, man. Um, as far as the St. Louis bats go here, we have a pitcher that throws a ton of fastballs. So a lot of these guys hit fastballs really well. Uh, one guy that kind of stood out to me that's really struggled with fastballs over the last couple of years is Molina. Um, so – he might be that guy that I kind of don't play a lot if I'm stacking this team and, you know, considering his price and everything. I kind of think he'll be a little popular here at 4,200. We'll have to see. But um, all these other guys are, are very much in play, you know. <laughs> Let's see if Matt the chalk. I mean, that's, yeah. the Cardinals have a 7.7 implied run total, and, and only two of their bats are over 5K. 
and Chalk they fill spots. Like they fill second base, shortstop, first with Goldie, Molina, catch. I mean, stacking the Cardinals is actually easy to do. So, like, if you want to know what your truck stack is, it's the Cardinals. It's not the Rockies. Yeah, I actually kind of like the Rockies side more too. So, uh, obviously, it's tough to make it work as well, but. Honestly, like with the pitching on this slate, we're, we're we're not loving anything as far as pitching goes anyway. So just give me two cheap pitchers. Give me the three Rockies up at the top and then, you know, plug in the next two because like Hillard and those guys are still cheap. So it's not that hard to make it work. Right. I, th- I think on this slate, it's quite possible <clears throat> that no pitcher puts up more than 20 points. It's quite possible out of 28 pitchers or whatever on this slate. So if if you if you if you oh I need to pay up for Sonny Gray I need to pay up I need to pay ninety five hundred for Keuchel for quote like safety like I don't think anything's safe on this slate with these pricing so I'm not opposed to even if you're not playing cores if you wanted to stack the Red Sox and Astros together and played a combination of like Dario Agrizal and Glenn Sparkman as your as your pitching combo you're really not as nuts as that sounds. <laughs> Well, it sounds nuts, okay? <laughs> yeah, but for the context of the slate, it really isn't as nuts as what it would be on other slates. That is true. Speaking of him, we move on. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Dario Agrazel against Logan Webb. Um, any interest here in Agrazel? He's 5,300, and he can pitch 100 pitch. I mean, he can pitch. He, he has a, a strikeout rate that's like single-digit strikeout rate, but he's in San Francisco. So that's not going to help his strikeouts, but maybe he doesn't get killed. Sure. <laughs> the Giants have a four-point implied run total. I mean, it's not – do I play him or do I play Glenn Sparkman against the White Sox in a 5.6 implied run total? Like, does it matter at this point? I mean, really? Are we at the point that it matters? It's just if, if you have the mo- – the fact that I have to say this. If you have the money to upgrade from Sparkman to Agrizol, maybe, maybe you take it. <laughs> Is that really what we've come to? <laughs> yes, that's what we've come to. Oh, it's one of those slates. Play whoever you want. <laughs> really? But it really is at pitching today. Now listen, I, I hear you. I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. So, um. Let's, Logan Webb is fine at 8K. He probably should be 1500 cheaper, but I think I, he's, he's okay. I think I, I prefer him over Mats, truthfully. I think the matchup is better in San Francisco against the Pirates. I mean, the Pirates don't strike out that much, so it's not like I, I see a ceiling game at 8K, but I think there's safety in, like, it's the, it's like the worst hitting environment. So if, I'm gonna, if I have a choice between all these bad pitchers, at least let me take the ones in like San Francisco and Miami if I'm going to choose between them. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Um, it's just so ugly when you think about it. 8K, I think Webb has some talent. I just wish he was cheaper, but all the pitchers think today. So I'll play just about anybody. And, you know, he's another guy that I don't hate having some exposure to. So um, Pittsburgh side of things. I think Josh Bell's in play again. Like, he'd be the one guy that I think you could look at here. Uh, Marte's banged up, um, dealing with a wrist injury right now. It's that end-of-the-season wrist injury where a lot of these stars have them that are not in playoff runs. Well, just look at the bats in this game. I'm not thrilled about either side. If Agrizal gets any ownership, which I'm not really expecting all that much, I'd be interested in the, the Giants, but – on a 14-game slate, with, with, if we're already paying down at pitching, like, do I really need a vomit stack on either, either side of a game in San Francisco with an eight total? Probably not. Well, you already got your vomit stack, Toronto. There you go. Right. Well, I also I got my vomit stack in my SB1 and SB2 slots. Um, anything on the Giants that you like here? I mean, you play the lefties. But it's Agrizal. He has no strikeout rate. Play anyone you want, either side of the plate if you want. I just, like, do I – do I want to play Yastrzemski at 4,500 in San Francisco? Do I want to do this? There are options, but I just think I just think you're much better off saving salary by playing one of the pitchers than playing the bats in this game. 
Yep, I agree. Um, all right, moving on. Cincinnati at Seattle, eight total. Sunny Gray, Marco Gonzalez. Sunny Gray is a one thirty-eight favorite. Kind of have to expect Sunny Gray to be pretty popular here. Um, when we're looking at just this slate overall, we've talked about it many times already. There's not like that standout have to have type pitcher, and he's probably the closest thing to that. So I expect pretty good ownership today on Sunny Gray. Absolutely, I think he's the truck SB one by far. He, for 10.6K and his strikeout rate and the Mariners' strikeout rate, <laughs> it makes complete sense. They have a 3.7 implied run total. It's one of the lowest on the slate. Like, for cash games, that's exactly what you're doing, and the GPP ownership is probably going to be through the roof. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's He's the best play on the slate. Um Again, I think bats are king on this slate, so that's probably where I end up. But um, And then Marco Gonzalez on the other side of this game. Um, you know, Marco Gonzalez has been better the second half of the season, but he's 8,300 here against the Cincinnati team that's going to throw a lot of righties at him. I know the ballpark is fine, but I'm probably going to pass. He's, I think he's fine. I think, it, like, if you had to choose between Marco Gonzalez and Pablo Lopez – I'll probably choose Lopez being in Miami, but like just like a comparison of talent perspective, I think they're about equal. I'm not rushing to play Marco Gonzalez against the Reds, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't exclude him from my pool. I wouldn't mind him in my lineup if I built my stacks and I had 8,300 left. And like, okay, then I guess that's who's my pitcher. <laughs> oh, play whatever sweet. you want. Come on, play whoever you want. Why couldn't this slate be like Thursday? We'd have some Thursday night football. This would be one of those slates where you would just didn't have to play a lot of baseball. It's just, ugh. Anyway, Cincinnati bats. What's standing out to you here for the Reds? I'd be more interested if they if the two main bats weren't priced up at forty nine hundred. I don't think you stack the Reds down. with that. What are you talking about Suarez and Aquino. I know they're priced down. Forty nine. Oh well, to me they're priced up. I'm. I, I usually don't play the Reds. To me, these are too expensive. I'd. I like them in Cincinnati, but a four point four implied run total. They're getting a ballpark downgrade, and I like. If I'm going to stack, it's going to be with at least one of those two guys, and then the stack ends up. Even though some of the guys are cheaper, Iglesias, Urban, which is always a pin. Senzel and Urban, all these outfielders, Van Meter. You don't know who's going to be pinch hit for. You don't know who's coming out of the game. Like, I'd rather just avoid the situation in general. Yeah, Irvin's your pinch hit guy. He gets pinch hit for a ton. But Suarez and Aquino are, are an interesting, like, two-man for me. These guys are usually in that $5,500 range, so they're kind of discounted here in Seattle. Aquino can hit the ball out of anywhere. So can Suarez. So I don't hate those two guys. Um, as far as the Seattle bats go, man, if you want leverage today, I'm not going to do it. I'm really I'm not. It, buddy. I'm doing it for you. We're gonna, I'll there do it go. for the both of us. There you go. How do you not? If Gray, you have to – I'll wait for Jermino's hamster wheel to do – I know it's probably gerbils. I don't know. It's one of, the, one of those animals. Does that, 330 comes around. If I see Sonny Gray and that ownership starts with a four, like maybe not a five-man, but taking a three-man as part of a five-three – not playing gray. If I'm going down like two cheap pitchers and I'm playing a very expensive stack and I want like a one-off, maybe I take a Kyle Seeger one-off. Maybe I play Navarez or Vogelbach or something. Maybe I take a cheap Jake Fraley for 2,500 or something like that. Because if Sonny Gray is going to be 40 plus percent on on a 14 game slate, like there's an obvious, like if he gets, if he gets hurt, not mean injured hurt, like, if he only puts up 18 points, 16 points, like, they're, you may Glenn Sparkman may put up that much. Like, you, could, you don't have to get leverage with the Mariners' bats. You could just fade gray and just hope he has a decent, you know, you know just an average game. But if you're playing large field GPPs like I do, I look at this situation and go, how is gray not chalk? And look at all these bats that could potentially hurt him power-wise why Why wouldn't I at least, if I'm playing 50 lineups, not have at least five Mariner stacks for that situation and still play gray in other lineups? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not going to play enough lineups to do it, but I, I get it if I was if playing. If I had one lineup, I'll do it. I'll still do it with one lineup, Stevie. I'll do it with a half a lineup. 
<laughs> Look at these pitchers. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll punt pitcher completely, and I'll do it with half a lineup. There you go. Um, I, again, I don't hate the idea of doing it. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I hear you. Um, all right, last game on the slate. We got the Cubbies and the Padres. Eight total. Cole Hamels, Chris Paddock. Pick them game. Any interest here in Hamels? I mean, if they're pitching in San Diego, but I don't want to pay 9200 for Cole Hamels. I talked about it last time he was on the Hill. I don't know if you were on or who was on, but his 30-day stats really are starting to show a lot of negatives. Um, I'm going to stay away from Hamels for right now, and we're seeing it every time he takes the Hill, but um, I'm I'm probably not going to go there. Chris Paddock's a fine option if you want to pivot off of Sonny Gray. I think he's the best option up towards the top. From a raw talent perspective, sure, but are the Cubs really a team that I'm looking to attack? With, with the power and the bats they have in their lineup. Like, even, even if – like, I'm not getting that much different by spending 400 less on Paddock when Gray is in an obviously better spot. So, I think if you're going to pivot off of Gray, you just go down even further. You just go – or play Robbie Ray, if anything. I just think – even then, I don't even like that. I, I just think if you're not going to play Sonny Gray, just, like, spin the wheel and pick whatever pitcher you want. but don't pay up in that instance. Cause I just don't think Paddock has the ceiling. Yes. It's in San Diego. He has a good run prevention type of spot, but if you're going to play a 10 K pitcher, you need like maximum strikeout upside. And if he's not going to pitch more than 90 pitches, like against the Cubs who were a good inning team, like I'd rather, I'd rather just play the chalk pitcher and gray. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't really have any counter arguments. Bryant's back. You know, we know Baez is out for a while. The lineup is is still really good, but you know, only a four applied a four implied total, and Seattle has a three point seven. So it's not like it's a huge gap here. Um, any Cubs that you want to play here? I mean, you can play. I mean, they're cheap enough. You can play Brian. He just hit his second home run today. So, so there you go. He's back in. Uh, I mean, uh, you can play the lefties, Rizzo, Schwarber. I mean, they're, they're cheap. The Cubs are cheap enough. That you could stack for around 20k, maybe a little over 20k, and I think people will avoid it being that it's in San Diego against Paddock. I think, I, honestly, I think people will avoid it too. Um, I don't disagree with that. Um, any interest here in the Padres bats against Hamels? I mean, I I'd love to play Hunter Renfro if he uh, he ever makes the lineup. He's like dealing with an ankle injury, is what they came out and said today. Like, I, I think it's bull, but I'm just – Is he playing for the Raiders? I saw someone named Renfro playing for the Raiders. Is that, Maybe that's where he's been. You don't remember he's Renfro? He's on with Clemson? the W, and he's been misspelling his name just to get some playing time in some sport. Did, did you not watch college football? No, so I have no idea. Uh, Renfro's a Clemson guy, so. Well, I know as I saw Hunter Renfro, I'm like, okay, so that's where he's been. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I don't hate Machado's price uh, against the lefty. Uh, again, I talked about it. Um, Hambles has been struggling a lot more here recently in the second half of the season. So Machado is in play for me um, at 4,200, but I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way. It would just be if I end up in that range and I need somebody at that position. I don't think he's the worst. So let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Jeez, this is going to be a tough one. Wow. Under, under, it has to be under, completely under. Completely under 8K. Completely under 8K. <laughs> can, I say, can I just say none of the above? That's not fun. What's fun that's of that? That's not fun. Oh, okay. That's not fun. Uh, oh, geez. I just went, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just take a shot in the dark and I'll go with Trent Thornton. Yeah, I don't hate that one. Uh, I'll take your Kitey. Um, Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. There's a bunch of those today. Can I pick all of them? Can I, can I just go all of the above, practically? <laughs> I mean, you pretty much can. I mean, oh, oh, I, you know who it has to be. It has to he'll be get Plutko, there. Right? He'll get to 15. Plutko will get – he'll screw me again. I was waiting. I was just sitting here going, I had already written it down. I was just making sure you were going to say it. Um, 
Let's see. I'll go with um, I'll go Marco Gonzalez to kind of go off the board a little bit because I don't want to take Dakota Hudson. That's cheating. Give me a home run over 4K. Not, Not in cores. Yep. Over 4K. Got the hang of this now. Look at that. Right, because I I don't look at what who I'm gonna look at before. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with what potential MVP candidate or at least should be Kettle Marte. Um, I'll go free money, Freddie. I think that's a good spot for Freeman against Eflin. I like the home run there. Um, man, the Cubs are hitting a ton of home runs tonight. Oh, uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. I'll go with my 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 vomit stack of the day. I'll go with Vlad Guerrero. Well, I like that one. Uh, I do. I'm gonna go Christian Walker uh, against Mats. I feel like he's underpriced today. Stack to score six or more runs. That's not cores, right? Not cores. Uh, it's all I know is it's not going to be the Angels because Plutko's going to get out of this somehow. Somehow he's going to do it. Where the bullpen will then the bullpen. You already took out. your shot at Plutko. Ago. You're good. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm I'm going to go with. Uh, yeah, give me the Astros against Fred Anderson. That seems like the, that seems like easy money. All right, um, Houston. I'm going to go with Toronto. Uh, I like the Toronto stack today. We talked about them a bunch. So, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I, I agree with you. I wish it was Thursday so I could just say, ah, I don't feel like playing the baseball slate. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Um, we'll be back tomorrow talking some football, week one or week two football podcast on Thursday. So we'll be talking some football tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.